Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jerry Pegito Show on Remember Then Radio. Okay, everything seems good, and I have an incredible guest with me here today. Um, I'm going to introduce him as Carl Marmo, but I think everyone knows him as the Velvet Teddy Bear. Carl, tell everyone how you got that nickname. Well, uh, when I first started singing, I was singing in clubs around the tri-state area, and the Goodfellows Club in Queens is one of them. And I gave out teddy bears. I, I kind of like gave out a Christmas teddy bear to Jackie Nunez, who was one of the hosts of the Goodfellows Club. And the Silver Fox was standing alongside me saying, you know something, that's what we should call you. He said, you sing, sound like velvet, and you give out teddy bears. We should call you Velvet Teddy Bear. And that name stuck with me ever since I started singing. That is so cool. I love the name as well. I mean, first of all, I'm an Elvis fan, so who doesn't love teddy bears, baby? Right? <laughs> so the Velvet Teddy Bear. So you know what I want to do? Before we really get into this interview, I want to play one of your songs just so everybody could hear what a great voice you have, okay? So I'm going to surprise you with this song, and then we're going to talk about it. Here we go, guys. The day I found you I want to stay around you And so I beg you Let it be me Don't take this heaven from one If you must cling Never leave me lonely 
That's incredible. I absolutely love that song, and I love the way you sang it. Thank you so much. So what inspired you to sing that song? Actually, this is a song I've been kicking around for a couple of years. I hooked up with a guy that I met at, at the Roadhouse out here in Staten Island, another club named Pete Lupo. Uh, get well, Pete. And uh, we always said that we wanted to do that song as a duet. And uh, when he gets better and he's, he's ready to meet him, we're going to re- record that again, and we're going to put it on the track and do it as a duet. It's just such a touching song. Listen to the words of it. It's so sweet. It's That's so right. amazing. Words mean everything. The words yeah. mean everything. To me, it's all about words. To me, it's words. It's a story. Even my friend Pete would say, hey, Carl, you're like a bus driver. You, you start to sing, and it's like you open up the doors of the bus and, and tell people, come on, get on, get on board. Come for this ride with me. And that's what it's for me. It's got to be a story. It's got to be a good story. It's got to be a story. Yeah, yeah it's got to be a good story. So I want to talk about a good story. But before we do that, um, we're both March babies. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yours is Thank the fifth, you. mine is the seventh. Yeah, I'm a little older than you. Two years, big deal. I feel young, man. I'm going to be the big 6-0, okay? Two years, yeah. 6 I'm going to actually file for Social Security, I think. I, listen, I might do it with you, baby. I might do it with you. So, I want to talk about something that just blew me away, okay? Because, you know, I'm a New Yorker as well, okay? And, and I have a ton of family in Staten Island, all over New York still, Long Island City, Astoria, Anyway, you tell us the story about Johnny Maestro Way. Wow, think that's something? Yes. Uh, but this is the deal. I always loved his voice. And I always said I admire so many different singers. But for me, that man is the... If I could trade my voice in, that's the voice I'd want to have. Johnny Maestro's incredible. I was sitting in my office at work and got a call from a guy that worked for me. Asked me how I was doing. I said, fine. He goes, well, you probably didn't hear the news. He goes, Johnny Maestro passed away last night. I was devastated. So much so my wife was and my friends were, we were supposed to go out dancing that weekend. And we canceled. And I said, we got to do something for him. Because another doo-wop singer is gone and they don't get recognized. They're the backbone of the music world. And I said, we try to get him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we formed something called P Maestro with some friends. To the Lamondos, Karen and Lisa and Vinny and Ronnie Mastrangelo, uh, Johnny's brother I even got to meet and the sister-in-law. And we knew that was going to be a hard road. So I said, maybe we can get a street sign done for him. And I approached the brother and I said, would you allow me to go to the borough president to see if I get a street sign done? And that's what I did. I approached Otto and then we had to go to the street that people sign that they didn't mind. One person... I think she was in her 40s. When she heard that Johnny Maestro lived right across the street from her, she called everybody in the family up screaming in the street that she couldn't believe it. And that's the sign. Johnny Maestro away, we had about 200 people in the street for the unveiling. Vito Pacone uh, was like the MC for us. The majority of the band was there. I got to have lunch with the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, I am so jealous right now, okay? Are <laughs> you kidding a kid from Canarsie that got to sit with the, the group that he idolized the most besides Elvis Presley. Oh, please. The Brooklyn Bridge for me. The Brooklyn Bridge was there for me and I got to sit with the majority of them. I got to meet Johnny Farina. Right. I got to meet, I, I mean, I hung out with Lenny Coco. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. I mean, this is, so you know what? I said, oh, pinch me. 
But you know what? I always say that on all my ads. I go, pinch me, please. Listen, and all my friends, Baba Lou, he sends me pinches, okay? Um, listen, you know, this is incredible. And now I'm getting to interview you who hung out with them. So this is even more incredible. So thank you and I, and uh, for honoring me with this interview. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me. Wow. So I want to give a shout out, of course, to Babalu in the chat room. He is always front and center seat. Okay. Always. I love you, Babalu. You're the guy. And hello to Diane. And I want to give a shout out to Kojak. Kojak is, there he is. There he is. There's the man, man. And he says 11 years ago this month, Johnny's gone. Um, yeah. Kenny Kojak. Well, you know what? Here we go. You know what? Here. Hi, this is Ken Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host on Remember Then Radio. There you have it. So that's Kojak. He does a show now. He's got prime time. Excuse me, okay? Yeah, um, who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? <laughs> Monday nights, 8 p.m. There you have it. Don't miss his shows. And... I'm going to tell you, he's he's co-hosting a, sh a special show for me um, this Saturday at noon, guys. Bobby Rydell. What a birthday gift that is to me, huh? So you don't yeah, want to miss it. Unbelievable. I got, I got to meet him at the East Coast Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the, the first ceremony they had at Wildwood. And uh, what a great guy. <laughs> so amazing. So amazing. Wow. And, you know, I want to give a shout out you know, to RTR, because without RTR's platform, we wouldn't be doing this right now. We wouldn't be keeping this music alive here on, you know, we're all over the world. So a shout out to the owners, Angel and Stevie from RTR, Remember Then Radio. I mean, look at this platform we have and look at the people we're meeting through it. So yep. a thank you to them. So so, okay, so real quick, and then we'll get off the subject, because just because I'm in New York and it's Johnny Maestro, so I want you to get a photo, if you can, of that sign and send it to me. Absolutely. I need Thanks that, baby. Enough. I need that, baby. All right. We need Absolutely. that. All right, so. Actually, I actually, have, I actually have an extra one made. I have an official Department of Transportation street sign in my house. It's only one-sided, because they won't give you a double sign, only for the real street sign. That's okay, so. So take a photo of it and send me a photo. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, so cool. All right. So now, all right, so let's play another song. And I'm going to surprise you with this one as well. And then we're going to talk about it. Here we okay. go, guys. Understand me when everything I do is wrong. You give me hope and consolation, you give me strength to carry on, and you're always there to lend a hand in everything I do. That's the one. When you smile, the world is brighter You touch my hand and I'm a king 
worth a fortune Your love for me is everything I guess I'll never know The reason why You love me as you do That's the wonder The wonder is a must for you to keep your joy especially if it's Elvis because Elvis is my boy you know forget it you know it's so funny I actually had a star next to that song I was planning on playing that first and then I thought okay Jerry don't be selfish ask ask him Carl what he would like to play first so of course Elvis had to come second he he, he made so many great songs he took like Johnny, he took songs that were other people's hits and did them and made them sound so great. Just he was just amazing. amazing. And and, it's, and I love his ballads. See, I'm I'm all about ballads. You'll see. I'm, I love ballads and love stories. Are you gonna tell stories? <laughs> I love stories. Um. So listen. So let's talk a little bit about your story. All right. So you know you were born March 1959 and you were raised in Canarsie, Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, again, being a New Yorker, I love interviewing New Yorkers. And tell us a little bit about your career because you really didn't start singing professionally until 2015? Yeah. Tell us. Actually, I um, almost two years before I graduated from high school, I think it was in the summer, my father came home on a Saturday and said, hey, guess what? You're working in a butcher shop a couple of blocks from the house. So what, are talking, what are you talking about, Pop? He goes, after school, you're going to get on a bicycle and you're going to make deliveries. You're going to help you lose some weight. He goes, you'll stay in good shape and maybe you'll learn something. And I stood with that man for 10 or 12 years, I think. I have to interrupt you. Wait, I have to interrupt you, and I don't usually do this. I'm a vegan, so that's kind of funny to me. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, to, I had to stay with this guy for 12 years and he taught me how to be a butcher. Matter of fact, Every once in a while, I keep in touch with him. And one of the guys we used to work with. And through the years, my grandmother, you know, had functions, saying, Ganda, Ganda. She's, and I'd get up and but nothing really, you know. And then all of a sudden, I said, I was really spurred me. I was watching this show on, on cable TV. And these guys had a house. Well, it was two houses, really. They had the fence down between their backyards. And all these Five Island doo people were there singing. And then I realized... One of the guys was Alex Augustine from Goodfellas and Rocky Sorello and some of the other guys. And I'm going, oh my God. I said, I would love to be part of this. I love this music. And I hooked up with one of them and they said, we're doing shows like a club out of uh, the Roadhouse out here in Staten Island. You come down 
And I even get up and sing at the mic once in a while. It's been a while. But that's how it started. I mean, I went from being a butcher to working for the police department. That's amazing. I did that for 25 years. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm always intrigued with like really cool stories and, and yours is pretty cool to me because again, you started at an older age and you didn't make that stop you. You know, age is just a number and you didn't allow that to stop you. You know, and I got to tell you, I have to give a shout out to Alex Augustine from Goodfellas because I remember singing at the club once and my track wouldn't play. And then you know, sometimes you're petrified. I said, no, it's okay. Fuck it. I'll do it acapella. And I sang the song and people would chat me. He actually told people, hey, be quiet. Give this kid a shot. Kid. He was only maybe ten years older than me, and, and he came over and he said, "You know, you have some some chops, kid." He goes, "That was nice." He goes, "He goes, don't don't stop doing what you're doing." And then he ran into him at a bazaar a week or so after that, and he approached me and said the same thing. And he's been so good to me through the years that every time he calls me, "Hey, could you sing a good fellas?" I'll be there. Put a suit on and go down and sing for those people. Well, it's all about sharing time together yep so alex alex and jackie have a show together also on rtr everybody check it out remember them radio.com all the shows will be listed and alex moved are you ready for this to allentown new jersey i graduated from allentown high and i'm three minutes i'm like five minutes from him i got to finally meet him we hung out yes is that crazy yeah and jackie's a dog yep And, and warren Warren Tesoro, he's like a genius with the sound system. He's just amazing. It's crazy, right? They're awesome people. I haven't met Jackie, but at least I got to hug Alex and his beautiful wife. So let's play another song, another surprise for you, and then we'll talk about it. Here we go, guys. So I sing you to sleep After the loving With a song I just wrote Yesterday And I hope you can hear What the words and the music Have to say It's so hard to explain Everything that I'm feeling face to face I just seem to go dry But I love you so much That the sound of your voice Can get me high Thanks for taking me Thanks for taking me All a one-way trip to the sun
Velvet Teddy Bear, everyone. So, what does this song mean to you? Oh my goodness, uh, this is just this just says that when it's all over, I'm still there for you. I'm still there after the loving. I'm still there. I still want to hold you. It's a classic. Actually, I think they said more children were conceived, conceived the year this song was popular. It was unbelievable. So now, Ingeborg classic. It talked about everything so sweet. When I sing this song in the center, I actually look for a woman and I'll brush back the hair from her face. And I got to tell you something, it's the most touching thing to do is to sing in the senior center for those people. They appreciate everything. You know, um, I want to touch base on that a little bit. So I've put on a lot of different shows and I've brought entertainers to senior homes as well. We even did Santa's and so I've, I've had my share of them and... I remember one of them in particular because the majority of the people that were here were not only all wheelchair bound, most of them had such severe disabilities, they could barely even keep their heads up. When we did that, they were pulling on me and grabbing my hands and moving my hands as if they were dancing with me. And I will never forget what that did for me. So it is the most beautiful thing if, if entertainers get out there and do that. They, oh, I, I, they need I it. I live for that, Jerry. Yes. I, I would tell you, you can ask my wife, I can be in the worst mood. I'll go there and I'll come back and she'll go, did you stop off at a bar somewhere? So you're, it's like a shot of adrenaline. They are so sweet. Yes. That it's just, that I've actually gone to one place and my wife couldn't even sit in the room because I had people, men, getting up and come over to me and going, the velvet teddy bear is here and hugging me. Yes. And I go, this is so cool. I said, I said, I'm hanging out with my grandparents and friends. Who gets to go out and sing somewhere? You do what you love, make people happy, and you get paid to do it. Is that a win-win-win situation? It's a win-win. I think it is. It's amazing. And, and I can hear it in your voice that you love it. And you have an incredible oh. heart. I could just hear it in your voice. You I know? can't wait to get back to them. It's amazing. So um, a shout out to Mobby Steve. He's in our chat room now as well. Um, And a shout out to Karen. Hey, Karen, girlfriend. She's in our chat room as well with with everyone else. Um, So yeah, you know, to me, that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life as well. And, you know, unfortunately, right now, none of us can do any of that. And I just hope that happens soon again. 
So, but I hear I hear it in your voice. You're an amazing, amazing man. Um, Thank you. So let's talk about the appearances on Staten Island cable TV shows. Let's talk about all that. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff, ain't it? <laughs> yes. It, it started with, I think the first one was Vivita Pacone and uh, Let the Good Times Roll. I was going to the tapings of his shows and sitting in the audience, got to meet some really great acts and, and vocalists and people. And I became good friends with him. I actually had him for a barbecue one day and I jumped and I said, you know, I like to come on the show and sing. He goes, sing what? You sing? I go, yeah. He goes, all right, come on. And I did two or three songs and he was like, where did this come from? I go, I don't know. I just, I just love doing it. The feeling, the look in those people's eyes. I said, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. I said, so you are, you're bare. You know, I tell my wife, it's not like doing any other type of job. There, if they don't like you, the appearance, maybe you don't, they don't even get past your appearance to hear the voice. You know what I'm saying? But it was just a, an amazing feeling. And then Ed Salick is an ex-police department guy, and I seen him in the street, and, and I yelled out his name, and we have a great connection because of the Johnny Maestro stuff. And he goes, hey, you ever think of coming on my show? I go, absolutely. Been on the show three times. That is so incredible. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So, and I, and I want to go back again because we want to set up like a nightclub type thing, like Nicholas Anthony would do, and I can bring family and friends in to sit in, and I do like an hour show, and they'll, they'll broadcast it. So when things open up, I'm looking to get back and doing that again. Amazing, amazing. So all right, so let me. Oh, Co- Kojak's interviewing Vito tomorrow for his 80th birthday. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. For his Monday show, it's going to be broadcasted though Monday night, March 22nd, 8 p.m. Okay, but he he interviews. I do live. He does it where he you know pre-records. So that's really cool, Kojak. So cool. Kenny, do me a favor, hit me up and text me and remind me. I definitely want to hear that. Yes. I gotta say, say hello to Vito. So guess who's in the chat room? I told you Shirley was listening from Hong Kong, but guess what? She's in the chat room now. Shirley from Hong Kong. It is two thirty in the morning, girlfriend. I love you. Wow. Okay, see, I didn't make that up, did I? Shirley, I told him you would be listening from your bed, and here you are. <laughs> hello, hello, Hong Kong. There you go. Hong Kong is in the house. We love her. Wow. She's amazing. All right, so all right, so I'm going to play another surprise song for you, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Here we go. The Velvet Teddy Bear, everyone. Carl Marmo. so sad I know it's over but life goes on and this whole world will keep on turning let's just be glad we had some time to spend together There's no need to watch the bridges that we're burning. Lay your head upon my pillow. 
your feelings about this song when you sing it oh boy uh it's so bittersweet it, it's it's a love that's gone but they just want to remember how sweet it was and both of them want the best for each other you'll find somebody else and i'll live and i'll be okay and if things don't work out we'll find each other again if it's meant to be that's what that song reminds me of wow i love the way you put things <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. So, um, are you also a songwriter? No. My friend Pete wants me to try, though, because he, he said he's written over 200. We keep saying we're going to try to put music in him. I'd like to try. I don't know how they do it. Okay. I, I'm amazed at that. So, that's amazing. So, I'm a poet. I'm a writer. And um, Pam and Steve from Positivity Duo, she bought my book. Um, I'm the author, everyone, of I'm... I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass. Because 30 years ago, guys, I was a dumbass. But this July, I will be celebrating 30 years of being a smart ass. Um, so they took, she bought my book and they took one of my poems and put music to it and she sang it. It's absolutely beautiful. And I think about that all the time, like, I can write poems, but I'm not really sure about songs. I want to try one as well. You really should. All you got to do is get with someone that plays a guitar or a piano and let him just read. I have a friend that plays a guitar that's excellent. Maybe you should interview him once. Doc Willoughby. He sounds like Neil Diamond. Oh, wow. He does write songs. Yeah, he's absolutely incredible. And oh. uh, 
Yeah, I, it, that always amazes how people can string words together, and then and sometimes it's such simple words, like even an author like Stephen King, he can string some words together and get you captivated where you can't put the book down. It's and amazing. I, I, I wonder. Yeah, that amazes me how people do use words so efficiently to say something. That's why Duop was Duop cut right to the heart of everything. Either you in love, falling in love, falling out of love. <laughs> it talked about emotions, and it went straight to your heart. I think that's why everybody loves Duop to this day. You know, um, you sent me your two CDs. I want to talk about your CDs. So one of them is a Velvet Christmas, of course. I love it. And the other one is Let It Be Me. Which one did you record first? Let's talk about both of these. All right, the Velvet one. I actually had one more prior to that that uh, was really a rough rough CD of like five or six songs. Uh, but the Velvet Christmas came first and then Let It Be Me. And I'm in the works of doing my next, my next one maybe sometime in April or May. Okay. So the songs that you chose for A Velvet Christmas... Um, do they each have like special meaning to you? Oh yeah, every one of them. Look, Feliz Navidad, Jose Feliciano. How could you? That song you can play it a hundred years from now; it'll still sound like if he made it yesterday. Uh, Holly Jolly Christmas. Who doesn't remember watching Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer as a kid? Though it might get bad along with Doctor Seuss books. Uh. But who who remembered the Snowman? And that was Burl Ives. I mean, all of these things almost go back to my childhood and stuff. You know, Jingle Bell Rock. I mean, my fave. Brian <laughs> yeah. And then there's some really deep Elvis songs. And matter of fact, all of the tracks I used for this yeah. are basically Elvish, Elvis tracks. And there's two killer songs that just, the minute I heard them, I said, oh my God, they mean Christmas to me and home and warmth and. I have to do these songs. And then when I heard my mother loved them, may she rest in peace, I said, I got to do these two songs. You know, when you talk, you talk with this, like, exuberant, like, feelings. I love this. Like, I can tell everything that you're saying really comes from your heart, Carl. Oh, I think, thank you. I think my wife is looking. I think this is the most enthusiastic I've been in the last couple of weeks. Good. Uh, this pandemic is not doing the best of things, and, you just, you just want some interaction with other people. And, and how many times can I go to the supermarket and buy stuff just to be around other people? You're right. Stuff I'm spending. <laughs> you know, I want to touch base on that, guys. And you know what? I think now is an appropriate time. I, I want to do something here. I want to talk about that a little bit, and there's a reason why. Um, and then I want to read a poem out of my book, and there's a reason why. Carl, you just said something about interaction with people, and you're right. You know, I'm the same way. I was actually going to take a break um, 2021 and only do shows every other week. I'm on five networks, so I was only going to do shows Tuesdays and Wednesdays every other week, okay? Well, not only did that not work out, and I'm very happy about that, I'm on RTR every Wednesday and now on Saturdays. Okay, so I went from doing two shows a month to doing eight on just RTR. And the reason being is everyone is going through the same thing right now. And everyone is sad and emotional. And, you know, we all need to be with people. We all need that interaction. We need to hug each other. We need it. It's innate in us. And people are just sad. And 
I've had entertainers reach out to me that I never thought in a million years I'd be talking to them. Um, and here we are today. And thank God again for, for RTR. Today, guess who called me, guys? Lala Brooks called me from the Crystals. That's right. Called me. All right. So I will be interviewing her as well in March. So stay tuned for that information, everybody. Okay. To do run, 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 to do run, run. Yes. Okay. Jerry, Kings, Kings and Paupers can have a conversation. Yes. Music. Yes. Music. Everyone needs it. It's a common thread. It's a common thread between all of us. We are so much more alike than we are different. That's right. You have no idea. No, that's right. So I want to... That's why... I I want... Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's why the song right now that's been ringing in my head ever since this young kid sang it on The Voice, Ruben Carter, The Rainbow Connection. It is so true. Listen to that song, folks. So, I think I've got Ruben as well for a future interview, guys. Yes, yes, yes. I'm in touch with his mom, so that's possibly going to happen. What what an incredible voice. Incredible. Unbelievable. So, I want to read a poem out of my book, and there's a reason why. We've all known people who passed away this past year. I've personally known people who tried to commit suicide. One succeeded and one, thank God, did not. She's she's a fellow radio host, not on Remember Them Radio, on a different one, and she's doing okay now. I wrote a poem before all of this. It's in my book. It's called Put Down the Gun. And originally it was meant for addiction. But you know what? It's now meant for anyone out there struggling with anything. So here we go. I hope this poem can inspire and help someone out there. I had to have this purple gun just in case my life was done. I kept it safe locked in my room because I was filled with gloom and doom. Yes, there were times that I just knew if I loaded it up what I could do. But I kept on hearing that gentle voice. Put down that gun. You have that choice. Life may seem hard at the end of the day. That's when you need to really pray. Dear Father, I beg you to show me the truth. How can life be so bad when I'm only a youth? Get rid of that gun and go take a shower. Ask someone for help. You do have that power. Guys, I just want to share something to let everyone out there know that you have someone to talk to. You have me. You could always get in touch with me. You can call. You know, we have hotlines now. If anybody's going through depression or anything, please put down that gun. Okay? Especially through this pandemic and everything that's been going on more than ever, please put down that gun. Someone will always be there for you to listen to you and help you get through it. And I'm one of those people. So I just wanted to say that because you brought up the pandemic, Carl, and I thought it was appropriate. Very well said, Jerry. I, 25 years of my life I dedicated to the New York City public school system. Let's talk about that. Children. Talk about that. I was a school safety agent and then I moved up through the ranks and I became an administrative manager or a commanding officer. I ran commands in Staten Island, Manhattan South, Brooklyn South. In my last stint for the last four or five years, I worked out of their headquarters. I did safety evacuation plans. Every school does a school safety plan, and I sell them the counterterrorism. So I did counterterrorism for them. These children crave structure, organization, and discipline. They want to be told what to do and when to do it. If you think they don't, you're wrong. Yes. Parents, watch what your children are looking at on the internet, what they're doing on their phones. It's a crazy world out there. you got to watch your children close. Never, I always said this. 
Every time I gave a speech at one of the graduation ceremonies in school safety, I told the school safety agent, who does the most incredible job without the right amount of pay, that when they get up in the morning looking at Mira and say to yourself, are you up to the task? Because you are protecting someone's child. Like your child's in a school, that agent is watching your child, you're watching someone else's. They're our most precious commodity, those children. They're our future. That's right. Make sure they go home in the same shape they went, they go home as they came. That is beautiful. Wow, thank you for sharing that. I'm very passionate about that job. Thank you for sharing that. Now, let's talk about your CD, Let It Be Me, because I love the songs on here. So when you were putting this together, what was going through your mind about the songs you were choosing? Oh, my goodness. It was like, I guess it goes back to when I'm out there singing to crowds and I'm in a senior center or if a friend of mine, if I'm in a restaurant and I'm singing, I get a reaction out of people's faces and I go, well, that's a song I just love to hear. Yes. And I said, it's a song I love too. It's a connection for both of us. I mean, when you do Knock Three Times or Toyo, people, even singers, that they're knocking on all that banging their walkers on the floor three times. It, it, it just, it, it's been around forever, these songs. When have you not heard Toyo Yellow Ribbon? Right. Or Knock Three Times? You know, it's just, they're so identifiable. Such, such easy words to understand. Telling a story. It's telling a story. It's telling a story. story. I've been in jail for three years. You still love me? I'm coming home. And all I need is a yellow ribbon on a tree to let me know if you still want me. How simple is that? You know, the songs mean a lot to me as well. I, I had a lot of family members on my mother's side. I always joke around about this and say my dad's family were the good ones from Italy, the hardworking good ones, you know, they never did anything wrong, you know, um, and thank God for them. Um, and then my mother's family from Long Island City, New York, they were very bad and they were all in and out of jail for a lot of different things. I'll make you giggle with this one. Years ago, you know, I was in my 20s and I was going through some of my mom's photo albums and there was a, a article of a family member of my mother's that was a police officer. And I cracked up laughing and I said, Mom, you had a cop in your family? She says, read the article. He was in prison for counterfeiting. (laughs) (laughs) So I every time I ever heard that song, Tie a Yellow Ribbon, I always giggled and thought of my mother's family, you know? So the songs mean something. Every family has a black sheep. In the closet somewhere. Oh, no, my mom had many, many. They were mostly all black sheep. But anyway, it was just funny. Like, But these songs mean a lot. How can people get your CDs? This is the deal. Actually, never thought people would want to buy them. But I tell people, if you give them my, my email address, and they just email me their address, and send me $20 a CD, right. I'll mail them right out to them. So listen, you know? so give them your email address. Okay, it's just like my name. It's the letter C, all lowercase, C, marmo, M-A-R-M-O, 5-9, at symbol, gmail.com. Okay, so he doesn't mean at symbol. He means at gmail.com. You don't have to say at symbol. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. No, don't be sorry. I love you're making fun of people. On, you're lucky I'm able to get on a laptop with you. <laughs> That's so funny. Say it one more time. C-M-A-R-M-O-5-9 at gmail 
Perfect. Perfect. So guys, if you want to see D's, listen, you could even get in touch with me. I'll get in touch with him for you, or you can email him and I'm sure maybe a cash app or a Venmo or, you know, we could work that out and you can buy CDs because I love the CDs and I thank you for these two beautiful gifts. Um, so I have another surprise song for you. Here we go. If I get home on Christmas Day, I won't need soft words to say. I miss you and I can stay a while. You'll see it in my eyes and when I smile. Every day Never really seem to say The way I feel deep in this heart of mine Though I'm half a world away If we're patient and we pray I know I'll get my chance with you this time If I'm home on Christmas Day a while You'll see it in my eyes and when I smile If I get home before midnight While you're still sleeping tight I'll take you and you'll stay If I get home on Christmas Day I wanted to play this song is because I want to talk about you played Santa for the children and you also did um, for the soldiers. You've done Staten Island. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about all that because I love that. Yeah, another crazy. I was. I actually went to some type of a luncheon for uh, Michael Ollis. I don't know if you know the kid, Michael Ollis. He lived right behind me. He's the young man that that died. He actually threw himself on a grenade. <gasps> right. The pose, so every year they have a, a parade here, and he lived right behind me. I'm gonna get emotional. As a little kid, Jerry, he used to wear camo clothes and scale the tops of the garages behind my house and the fence line. And I said to Michael, and I'm talking about a young kid, seven, eight, maybe ten, 
You're gonna fall over there and get hurt. I won't fall, Carl. I just want to be if you fall, fall into Nick's yard because he's a millionaire. I don't mean my wife don't have much money. This is the kid that grew up to throw himself on a grenade to save other soldiers. Did you believe that? What a great kid. Well, I was at a, some type of a function for him. Wait. And while I was there. But wait one second real quick. So yeah. I remember the story, but he deliberately did that. Yes. Okay. Actually, they attacked his squad. He charged the insurgents. God, they shot him a couple of times and he still charged them. They threw a grenade and he threw himself on the grenade to save his men. I remember that story. Um, okay. All right, real quick and then you can continue. Allie Boy is in the house. Alex Augustine, we gave you a shout out, you and Jackie. Um, told everyone to watch your show and this guy right here loves you. Hey, Allie, it's my boy. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, but real quick, we'll talk to Alex in a minute, but tell us a little bit more about what you were going to say with the, with doing the fundraiser and Santa and the so, troops. Yeah, so I'm at, this, I'm at this function for him, a luncheon, and I hear Scott Lebedo was there. You know, Scott Lebedo does all the flag painting on Staten Island. He's incredible. And he was talking to this woman, and she was asking if he would donate some time. And I said, what do you need, ma'am? And she goes, I'm having some function for Staten Island supports our soldiers and I need music and I, you know, we can't pay. I said, I'll do it. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I'll do it. I said, it's for the soldiers? I'll do it. Yeah. I said, give me a date. And I'm like, and then what happened? She goes, you know, we need, usually the priest plays Santa Claus because we get, the first thing is we get the gifts and then we give gifts to the kids. I said, yeah, I'll play Santa Claus. She goes, what do you mean? I said, me and my wife went out. I said, we got to buy a Santa Claus. And I went out and got a Santa Claus suit and I played Santa Claus the next day for them. And it was an incredible feeling. Having these kids come over to you and, you know, giving them little things and just, that's the ultimate guy. You want to have a good feeling, play Santa Claus, guys. Right. <laughs> He's the ultimate good guy. That's right. That's right. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, wow, beautiful. So, all right. So back to Alex. Alex Augustine is in the house, everybody. Alley boy. So, yeah, I think I am going to listen to Carl saying you're a really cool guy. And all the support you've given him. Yes. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, he's the one who started it off. He actually introduced me as, hey, folks, this guy only used to sing in the shower. So he's here, and he came straight from the shower to sing for us here. And that's what he's been saying about me all along. But he keeps saying it. See, there, I love you there you go. There you go. There you go. You know, so I want to give a little shout out to our troops. Um, you know, Without our troops, people don't understand. You know, I will always support our troops. I will always support our men and women in blue. And that's all there Absolutely. is to it. And that's all there is to it. You know, um, my uncle, my, my dad's family came from Italy. My dad was on that ship, okay, when he was 14, alone, going to Ellis Island. And I'm going to tell you why I brought that up. A cousin of mine looked everything up and sent me the Photoshop photo uh, copies of the papers he got, and there's the sheet with the with the boat with everyone that was on that one. And there's my dad's name, fourteen years old from Italy, on that boat. And then the next one he sent me had my nana and my nono and two of my dads, one a brother and a sister, and the one brother Carmine Petito. He became a USA Marine. 
and he's possible. Yep. And he's alive and well. Um, he's in his late seventies, but the reason why I bring this up is I'll never forget what him and my dad said to me when I was younger. They said, we're from Italy and that's our country born and raised, but we are Americans first. And that was so beautiful to me. And I think that's when I realized how important it was to support our troops. And I haven't stopped doing it as well. And and I just love you and any entertainer out there who does it. So thank you. Hey, Jerry, you want to know the funny thing? I I live not that far from Highland Boulevard. I live in Staten Island, the once or two precinct, which is my resident precinct. And I'll pass there in the morning, every morning, basically, because I do this little run. I got to go out and get my newspaper and play some scratch tickets and numbers. You know, it's Italians are. Yep. And I pass that precinct. And if there's a cop or two standing on those steps, I will slow down and roll my window down. I can't help it. Beat my horn and give them a thumbs up and yell out to them, use the heroes. Don't ever forget it. Wait, do you know what I do? Honest to God, true story. I carry around with me and I laminate them. I made them pocket size the policeman's prayer. And they're laminated and they're in my pocket. They're in my pocketbook. Anytime I see a cop car parked, I pull over. At first, they look at me like they, you know, and I'll roll my window down and say, thank you, sir. I want to give you this prayer. And they light up. Yes. Yes. That's what we all should be doing. That's right. That's right. So having they, said that. They've been that, through so much. Yes. They've been through so much since the debacle getting thrown, ice water getting thrown on them. Yes. Right up until all of this Occupy nonsense and whatever. Listen, people have a right to voice an opinion. You should never go get into the face of law enforcement and taunt and tease them and spit on them. And they're only trying to. And then you have the audacity to do that. But then when you're being hurt, you call them. Call for them for help. Yeah. How how hypocritical is Thank that? Thank you. I appreciate yeah. what you just said. Thank you. I have, I have family members. The chief of police in my town is is like a family member. I have his gold card. I love men and women in blue and soldiers. So here we go. I believe- I bleed blue. I have two flags that fly in front of my house. There you go. Even if the sisters are one's the American flag, and the other one's the American flag with the blue stripe up the side. There you go. Amen. So now I'm going to surprise you with another song, everybody. Here we go. The Velvet Teddy Bear. Woo! Seems the love I've known has always been the most destructive kind. Guess that's why now. I feel so old before my time Yesterday when I was young The taste of life was sweet As rain upon my tongue I teased at life as if it were a foolish game The way the evening breeze Made tease a candle flame Thousand dreams I've dreamed, the splendid things I planned, I've always built to last on weekend shifting sand. I live by night and shun the naked light of day, and only now I see how the years ran away. Yesterday, when I was young, so many happy songs. I ran so 
so fast that time and youth at last ran out. I never stopped to think what life was all about. And every conversation I can now recall concerns itself with me and nothing else at all. Yesterday, the moon was blue, and every crazy day brought something new to do. I used my magic age as if it were a wand, and never saw the waste and emptiness beyond. The game of love I played with arrogance and pride, and every flame I lit. Somehow to drift away And only I'm left On stage to end the play There are so many songs In me that won't be sung I feel the bitter taste Of tears upon my tongue The time has come for me To pay for yesterday When I was You know, I just want to say something about this song and then I want to hear your feelings. Um, when I was growing up and I was young, um, I liked it. I just liked it. It was a good song. You know what I mean? But as I got older, this became one of my favorite songs because it resonated. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people with music. And that's why music is so important for our mental state. Tell us a little bit about your feelings towards this song. It this says, it talks about misspent youth and how you got to be so careful what you do in life because it impacts you and everybody around you and try to make the right choices. And I try, you know, it's not even right choices. I tell people that are younger than me, you're going to make a choice. You can't say if it's right or wrong. Every choice you make has an outcome. Whether the outcome is bad or good, it's not, doesn't parallel to the choice sometimes. You might make the right choice, but the outcome is bad. That doesn't mean your choice was bad. Just the outcome was bad. And, and I sang this song in a senior center. And I, my, my wife said, oh, you shouldn't sing this song because it's very depressing. They'll wheel themselves up to the roof and throw themselves off. And I was really worried about it. And after doing it a couple of times, I said to quite the contrary. They asked for this song. Yes. They see they see their life in the song. And there was a kid there visiting his grandparents that were in the center. And he had to be about 14. And his sister was 12. They were adorable. He actually came over to me and said, Hey, dude. <laughs> I love what I do. Oh, dude. Could you give me the name of that song again? I can't believe the words of that song. He goes, It says a lot. I said, How old are you? He was like 14. Really? I said, yeah. I said, it talks about misspent youth. You understand what I'm saying? Be nice as a young guy, and you'll grow up to be a nice man. My dad always said, when I was getting promoted through the ranks, he goes, you feel special? 
They go, yeah, I guess so. He goes, well, you know, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Wait, your dad said that to you? Yeah. That's amazing. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. (gasps) Yeah. He come up, he would come up with gems my dad made recipes. He'd say the craziest things. When he met my wife, he fell in love with her, and he actually said something to me that mimicked the line in the Johnny Maestro song. Actually, my favorite song. And I go, oh my God, maybe this is meant to be. There's a line in the song, Welcome Me Love, about lighting up a heart, the light in the heart. And it's just what my father said. He goes, do you like this girl? This is, just, this is, my, this is my second marriage. I didn't think I was going to do it again. I said, yeah. He goes, well, then do the right thing, my heart. Make our heart light up with love. I go, wow. <laughs> So profound for a guy who didn't say much of nothing. <laughs> so wait, I was just going to say, I can't believe you just said that. I was going to say, that's odd for Italians back then. They never really spoke like that to us. Nope. Yeah. He was the type of guy, if you watch a movie, and it was a, a scene that would make him tear, he'd get up and make movies and ice cream in the kitchen. Yes! And he'd yeah, I got the sniffles. Like, we watched Good, Good, Morning, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, and there was that one song where he says, this song's for you, O'Malley, and they play one of my favorite songs. What a wonderful world. And my father got up to go into the kitchen. And I go, what's he going into the kitchen? He goes, ice cream. My mother goes, he's crying. You know, that's amazing that you just said what you said to me. Because I'm listening to you saying what dad said to you. And I'm thinking, that's that's different. That's odd for Italian men to be able to say that to their sons or their children. And my father, I I drove my dad crazy, I got to say. And... He would just like put his hand on his head, shake his head and say, what the hell is wrong with you? But let me do it anyway and and fix what I broke. And, you know, it was amazing. But it was very difficult for them to say those things. Well, when my father got Alzheimer's and it was in the very beginning stages and I remember this like it was yesterday. And I and I think God gave me a gift by my dad getting Alzheimer's. And I'm going to share something with you. Um, the day after my dad was diagnosed, I picked him up. We went out for lunch and I said, I have something to tell you that next to Jesus, you're the greatest man that ever walked this earth. And I love you so much. And you were the best father and grandfather to my kids in the world. And you know what he said to me? He said, you're the best person I know. And I love you more than anything. He's never said that before. So that allowed him to say that. And I'll never forget that. So listening to you, I was just like, wow. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. You just blessed me. Thank you for that. Um, so, all right. So let's play another surprise. I, I wanted to say, before you go into one more song, yep. this, that Christmas song you played, just if if you notice that high-pitched woman's voice in the song? Yes. That That's actually you know, the original Elvis track. That's, her name was Kathy Westmoreland. Okay. And what most incredible voice... And uh, actually, when I cut this CD, I was actually singing with a woman that actually appeared with me on the Ed Selleck show. Her name is Joanne LaFerrara. I should hook you up with her, because that little girl could sing. And we did some songs on the show together. She came over to rehearse some stuff with me before we went on Ed show, and I played in the CD. And she listened to that song, and she started to tear. I go, what's the matter? Am I that bad? She goes, that's incredible. She says, where'd you pick up that vibrato? I said, it's not forced. I listened to so much Elvis as a kid. What boy didn't want to be Elvis? Right. Excuse on. me. You come know. on. Right? So I listened. I watched every movie, every word, every song I know. I said, I said, no, why? She goes, that's a really great rendition of that song. And I was touched because 
her uncle, who's a good friend of mine, Bobby Apello, said, do you know who she sang for? I go, no. She sang background for Melissa Manchester. <gasps> That's cool. So when you get somebody like that, hey, I had uh, Tony Middleton, he was in the Queens Club. Hey, kid, you can really blow, man. You sing really good. I go, oh my, I almost wanted to cry. I go, these are the people that I idolized and looked up to, and they're telling me I can sing? I said, you got to be kidding me. Amazing. It's an, an incredible feeling when you have, when someone you idolize and look up to, he says, I, I actually sat and got to meet Larry Chance and the Earls. He goes, come on, you sing, let's hang out. He was, I got pictures of me and him. He's hugging me. I go, what a great person. All of those doo stars. I like some of the stars of today. Well, I have to tell you something about Larry Chance then. You brought it up. So, all right. So, a shout out to my Aunt Nancy from Staten Island. Okay? Aunt Nancy is the one who introduced me to Larry. And Aunt Nancy is, has gotten me a lot of incredible interviews with superstars and legends. And Lala Brooks, okay, uh, from the Crystals that I'll be interviewing the end of March, is also from my Aunt Nancy. So I have to give her a shout out. But Larry Chance, let me tell you a little st- amazing story about him. So I interviewed Larry on, on mo- actually all of my networks, okay? And the first time I got to meet him and hug him, we planned this out. He was doing a show at the Strand in Lakewood near me. And it was last year on my birthday, March 7th. So not only did I get to meet him and hang out with my friend Al Contreras, he was there as well. I got to meet Larry on my birthday. I got to hug him. I got all our photos. And one more incredible thing about Larry and RTR. Larry Chance and RTR was the reason that I I believe, well, I know for a fact, one of the voters, I'm in the Internet International Hall of Fame for radio show host. In 2019, I was enshrined. And once it happened, I was able to hear what some of the voters said from the different countries. And one of the, one of the voters, it could have been, it was either Holland or Germany, I believe. They were huge Larry Chance fans, him and his family. And he said... If Jerry Petito could get to interview Larry Chance on the same station, Remember Them Radio, that named their station after his song, Remember Then, she has to be in. Now, how cool was that? So I always say, Remember Then Radio and Larry, help me get in, baby. (laughs) Larry Chance is the man. We texted texted each other a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know what what the conversation was about, but he referred to me, he says, all right, he goes, goes, thanks, Pally. I go, yeah. I said, I texted, did you just call me Pally? He goes, yeah, why? I said, I'm honored. I go, I know you only call your friends Pally. I said, and I'm honored to be called Pally. <laughs> I, love I love it. Oh, shucks. He goes. <laughs> I love it. So um, let's surprise you with a, with another song. I have uh, two more songs I'm going to surprise you with. So let's play this okay. one. I love this song that you sing. Here we go, everyone. The Velvet Ter- Teddy Bear. Midnight prayers So softly whispered in A cathedral's candlelight Bring a message of the holiday On a snowy Christmas night Holly Hidden mistletoe 
the seasons my joyful faces everywhere you go on a snowy Christmas Augustine has left the building. We love you, Alley Boy. <laughs> so, um, this song, of course, come on, one of the most beautiful Christmas songs ever, one of the most beautiful songs ever. Um, what does it mean to you? Oh, my goodness. This, the line that caught me was, Mother Nature wears her bridal gown for the world's dressed in white. Just picture that. When you first get up in the morning and it's snowed through the night and you look out and it's pristine and the sun is just glistening off those flakes, it's just perfect. It's just perfect. And it's all about God. It's Christmas. It's nice for kids, Santa Claus on the chimney and gifts, but it's about Jesus. Yes. It's about family. I told my mother once, I gave her a gift one year. It was a card. A card. And it was the best gift she ever had. I think they still kept it somewhere. My right. system was happening now. And it said, I realized after all these years, the most important gifts were not the ones wrapped under the tree, but the people standing around it. Yes. Wow. That's that's what that song means to me. Family. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, we have one more song we're going to play. And I'm actually going to... Um, say what this one is okay this one's going to be we're going to close with what a wonderful world and the reason why i'm letting you know that is i thought this would be an appropriate song to close the show so why don't we talk a little bit more tell us how you feel about that song but also tell everyone listening anything else you'd like to share that we haven't talked about i want everybody to to realize that not only during the pandemic but in bad weather 
neighbors live next to you, right or left, across the street, that they're older, reach out to them. Maybe you're going to the store. What would it take? I have guys across the street for me. And I'm going, I go, you need anything? What would it take for me to throw something onto my wagon and pick it up for them? You can't, we have to start being nicer to each other because we are all we got. I always tell my wife, hey, what about that movie Independence Day is really real and aliens land and they really want to take this planet from us and they want to kill us all. Watch how fast we all learn, we all call each other brother and sister then. Mm. We shouldn't wait to then. Yeah, I, I, I tell you this one story. Me and my wife were just talking about this last night. I, I, used to, I go fishing a lot. And I was on one of my favorite boats talking to the captain. And I, wait, I was waiting for one of my friends, Sam, to show up. May he rest in peace. Always late. If I didn't pick him up to get on the boat, the boat was almost pulling out as he was coming down the gangplank. And the captain was going, you know, we're going to have to pull out in a few minutes. I said, give my friend Sam a few more minutes. And a few minutes went by and he come down to me, the cabin. He goes, we're getting ready to pull. Here's my friend coming down the gangplank. He goes, where? To that guy right there. And meanwhile, I talked about my friend Sam for about an hour with this captain. He goes, what guy? That guy? He goes, that black guy coming down the gangplank? I go, yeah. He goes, you know, Cole, we talked about your friend Sam for an hour. You never told me your friend Sam was black. I said, I never looked at him as my black friend Sam. I looked at him as my friend Sam. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Just looking at people for people. You're, you're, you're gay, you're gay. You're, you're Hispanic, you're Hispanic. You're black, you're black. Who cares? Who cares? How you treat me is how we're going to treat you. If you treat me good, I'm going to treat you good too. My door's open for anybody. I've had every nationality in my house, in my yard, in my pool, and I like that. And, and you know the song that you're talking about? I'm, I'm going to set it up for you. My grandfather used to say, if everybody got into a room together and we were told to throw our troubles on the floor, you'd be smart to rush and pick your own troubles back up again because somebody's always got it worse than you. And I thought about that. I said, you know, maybe my grandfather met a singer in a song when he came to Italy because he came, he came when he came to America. He came in the belly of a boat with his mother and his brother. I said, he might have met this singer when he hit New York because this guy's song says the same thing my grandfather says, just in a different way. Things aren't really that bad. It's how you look at them. And that's why this song to me, every show I do everywhere, senior center, right everywhere, this is the song I close my shows with, because that's how much it means to me. So I want to touch base a little bit on some of the things you said. You know, um, you know, my dad, I thank God for him so much. He's gone now, right? But I thank God for my dad so much, and I'll tell you why. I grew up in Long Island City, New York, and we were on blocks, and all the buildings were attached. My dad owned our apartment building, six family, and we had my grandparents downstairs, my aunt upstairs, you know, and across the street, my other aunts, and, you know, that's how it was. Um, my father used to bring his workers home the people that worked with him before he opened up his own company when we moved to New Jersey. Um, he was a painter and they were black. They were Spanish. We didn't, I never even knew that there was such a thing as prejudice, racism, all that, because I grew up eating. They were in my pool. We, I grew up just loving people period. And I thank God for my parents for that. Um, and the other thing is this, you know, I remember I was a bad kid to bad kids. I would beat up bullies. I I had a juvenile delinquent card at 10 years old. 
And we had to go to court for this, and that's the truth. You, over, you would have been overtime for me in the police department. <laughs> okay, and and I was only bad, I'm going to use the word bad, to bad kids. But you know what? As we get older, we realize that these bad kids were probably being abused as well. So yep. my heart goes out to also bullies, you know what I mean? And um, hurt people hurt people. But you know what? Healed people heal people. So... Carl, now's the time where I'd like to thank you for being an incredibly inspirational guest on my show. Um, I didn't expect any of this. We never really talked prior about all this stuff. Here, I'm thinking I'm going to just interview this great musician and have some cool stories, but you were a huge blessing to me and to my listeners today. So for that, I want to thank you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank you. Thank you for having me. I had, a great, I had a great time. My wife asked me if I was nervous. I said, no, I'm going to talk about myself. She was, oh, you like doing that. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, you know, I want to thank everyone listening. And I'm going to be downloading the show as well. It's already, you know, on the air. But it's also going to be on Facebook for everyone. I want to thank everyone who was in the chat room. And, you know, again, RTR, I want to thank you. Uh, Angel and Steve for this incredible, incredible platform. So having said that, guys, the Velvet Teddy Bear, we're going to close with this beautiful, beautiful song. He's singing What a Wonderful World. Here we go, guys. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see him blue for me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day the dark sacred night and I think to myself what a wonderful the colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people passing by I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than we'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, Satchmo was right. It's so wonderful.